Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. This is a horror movie podcast. I'm Pierre. I'm joined as always by Tim. I can't even I, I can't even be around you. I have to move. My whole family has to move. <laughs> you don't see me until like the last five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Do you know, with you going on paternity leave, you could have maybe cracked that joke <laughs> with like a sort of serious, like real twist to it. Like, oh, I just can't stand this. I'll see you in about five months. <laughs> a while ago, a while ago, you know, we talk about horror movies, we watch a movie, we talk about it. A while ago, one of the goals in a stream was completed. Uh, you know, there was tips that if, you know, we had a certain amount, we would do the first Twilight. And last month we had a similar goal at the time of recording by the time you actually see this episode it was a bit longer than that but we had a, another goal to do the second twilight movie <laughs> and unfortunately we are here today to discuss with you the twilight saga new moon the second film in the franchise which is like similar to um we you know say this when we're talking about the hellraiser movies but i do always have to double check and make sure i am mm-hmm. watching the right one i like triple checked yeah i was worried yeah. that i was going to accidentally watch the third one or the fourth or, or whatever um yeah i this is this is something else this is is it is it worse than the first one maybe uh this does i think there's arguments to be made for that um <laughs> all the staples of the first one are here uh, mm-hmm. i think like the first one I don't, I don't remember if we did a spoiler free section there's no point in this one yeah. <laughs> just full spoilers from the get-go there's no there's no reason in hiding anything mm-hmm. you know a lot of what we talked about in that first one was the idea of bella and edward's relationship and how lackluster mm-hmm. it is how there's no chemistry and just all of a sudden they're <laughs> talking like they've been passionate in love for years and it, just, it goes from 0 to 11. And maybe that kind of emulates how teenagers are in, in a way. But this movie takes that and just mm-hmm. it, <laughs> like suddenly turns it up to like 50 from the get-go. The, yeah, the thing that I don't get is, you know, as someone that wasn't really familiar with the franchise, that, you know, like didn't read the books or whatever, but, it, you know, it, it was a big pop culture thing. And... Like, kind of the only thing that you really knew about it is that, like, oh, people are Team Edward or Team Jacob. That There's, like, this love triangle, um, you know, between these characters. And actually watching the movies, it doesn't seem like a triangle at all. Like, it seems no. like, no, she's very clearly, obviously, going with this vampire kid. Like, you know, at, at no point do I ever, you know, even when I guess supposedly she's on a date or whatever <laughs> with the, the werewolf guy. Like, at no point am I ever like, oh, they might end up together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it seems pretty clear cut in the movie. Maybe this is like a Justice for Barb kind of thing, where there's just there's a vocal <laughs> part of the fan base who just prefers Jacob and really hates that she kind of uh, yeah. ignored him and you know wanted to have nothing to do with him. <laughs> so, so, so twenty minutes into the movie, Jake, uh, not Jacob, sorry, twenty minutes into the movie, Edward leaves. Ed- Edward right. <laughs> uh, leaves because there's an incident, and we have to talk about this incident. So. <laughs> right from the start of it. so bella's whole character and i understand that this basically continues now until the end or near the end of the story is that her whole thing now is that she wants to become a vampire and she brings it up right at the start of the movie she's like hey edward like 
I want to be a vampire. And you could turn me and I could be young forever like you. Because now she's technically older than him because he, you know, he was turned at 17 and now she's 18. And one of the big plot themes of this movie that I, I had very hard time taking remotely seriously is that she turns 18 and now she's worried she's too old. She has a midlife crisis <laughs> at 18 where her dad, her dad, Charlie, the most sympathetic character in the whole movie, yeah. cracks a joke yeah. about seeing a grey hair and she yeah. takes it seriously. She gets up and looks in the mirror. She's worried she actually has a grey hair. On the day she turned 18, how am I supposed to take this seriously? <laughs> it's, it's also like so hard because I just know these like actors from other things mm -hmm. and that they just seem older to me. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I obviously like I don't think she was 18 <laughs> when they filmed this, but like, I, you know, yeah, she's probably younger than like what I know her like most things. But she still seems like, you know, an adult <laughs> when you're watching this. So to, to see her do stuff like, you know, flopping on her bed and crying <laughs> like a teenager is just, I don't know, kind of yeah. upsetting. She was 19 when this came out, so she may have actually been 18 when they were filming it. Oh, really? She kind of... I mean, I, I guess maybe it's just because I... Oh, wait, hold, actually, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. I, I, my math is wrong. Hold on. I would just recheck this. <laughs> oh, wait, she's 43. <laughs> no, no, she was no, she was 19. Yeah, 1990 okay. to 2009. 19. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe because I just know her from, like, other things, you know, where, where she plays, like, more adult grown-up characters you know it's just hard like looking at her in this like as a teenager or whatever yeah it's she's a year yeah she's a year younger than me that makes sense because I, I was 20 in 2009 yeah okay that's that's up it's added up so it all adds up the math adds up um which by the way like the, the, someone cracked a joke when i was watching this with the with chat and it is very notable that Edward, the, 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 basically the day after she turns 18, says that she's too old for him now and he wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's a bit creepy, all right? I mean, it was already yeah. creepy, but it's especially creepy when he's like, you know what, no, you're too old now. You've turned 18. Like, And for the whole movie, she cracks jokes about how she's a cougar to uh, not only Edward, but Jacob, because Jacob was meant to be like, hey, you younger? So he, like... They keep referring to him as this younger guy, and I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Like, they, they all look the yeah, same goddamn like, age. Yeah, that, that was something that was like funny too. Like at, at some point, um, uh, like he he was arguing with, or or maybe cracking jokes with her, or maybe that other kid or whatever. That, <clears throat> yeah, like they mentioned that how he's like younger, and I was like, really? Like, all right, doesn't look younger at all. But all right, whatever. This movie's all obsession right. with age is absolutely mind-numbingly stupid, and. I, get, yeah. and I know, like, if fans want to defend it and come in and say, but yeah, but he's immortal and she's not, so she, that, that's what she's caring about. She's caring about the fact that she's aging and he's not. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but she's still only 18. There's not really a noticeable aging going on yet. Like, maybe once she's in her mid-20s and she realizes, wait a minute, I'm going to be 30 in a few years. Maybe now I should start worrying about turning into a vampire. Like, the idea of, like, wanting to become immortal at 18 is so silly to me because, like, get, you know, get to like an age where maybe you're definitely out of puberty first <laughs> like just you know yeah. get, get away from the acne a little bit then become immortal <laughs> or something it just it just yeah. it's so absurd to me i don't get it anyway so it's her birthday she hates that everyone's given her birthday presents because bella is devoid of character and happiness and everything <laughs> later on in the movie i shit you not she flat out says to jacob she doesn't like music <laughs> she doesn't like music this character does not like music anyway, so 
so people are giving her gifts. Jacob gives her a gift. Edward doesn't. There's a really awkward moment where Jacob's giving her this gift and essentially saying, we should hang out more. And literally, Edward is framed in the middle. He's right in between them in the background, just sort of like <laughs> waiting. Like, <laughs> When's this over? Why was this yeah. over? Why is this? Why is this werewolf bitch talking to my girlfriend? Not that he knows he's a werewolf yet, but still, uh, <laughs> it's even like not. I don't know. It, yeah, it's not even like a good romantic love story. Like even if you take, you know, like a, a lot of stuff out of it, like, and I, <clears throat> I mean, I, I could be wrong. I think we probably talked about the first one, but it's like, I don't know. Like Edward doesn't seem like a good guy. <laughs> like, it, nope. you know, it, it, it's kind of. I mean, I, I guess it's believable that. You know, like maybe like you know a young uh person might you know like have a crush on like a jerky dude but like um as an outside objective uh you know person watching this you don't really want them <laughs> to end up together <laughs> like uh, or at least i don't know uh, I don't think that's I how want... i was feeling <laughs> yeah all the characters in this are unlikable and they're yeah. unlikable mainly because they're selfish they seem to only care about themselves and no one else like that's why i always say that uh, her dad's the most sympathetic character because Everything Bella does, does without considering the fact that her dad's going to be concerned that she disappears for days at a time, and yeah. you know, just just <laughs> things like that. Uh, it, it's it's so odd. Um, but yeah, and the fact that the love triangle essentially kicks off in this movie by Jacob trying to flirt with her in front of Edward before that anything's mm-hmm. even happened, and Edward's left. Like, see if it was Edward has to go for reasons, right? And Bella's on her own, and she's upset, but she kind of forms a bond with Jacob, and it becomes like a real connection. That I mean, I, I hate love triangles, but that would be how you naturally do it, and you have like, this right. situation where, okay, she's also now formed a bond with him, so when Edward comes back, it's kind of this thing. It never plays like that, though. It plays like, even when Jacob's like comforting her, and she's kind of happy that he's around, she kind of admits to herself, because... We have to talk about the fact that the movie has constantly got this narration device where she's writing letters to mm. Edward's sister, Alice. Who, by the way, I had to ask the chat who Alice was. I, she kept saying, Dear Alice. Like, she has so many scenes where she starts, Dear Alice. In fact, actually, that reminds me. The movie itself opens with her narrating, and the first thing she says at the start of this movie is, These violent delights have violent ends. And first of all, that just makes me think of Westworld. Now, it was pointed yeah. out that quote comes from Romeo and Juliet, which is then heavily like in your face throughout the movie. She yeah. she wakes up with the the book, the actual book of Romeo and Juliet. The play is sitting next to her on a pillow, and then they're <laughs> looking at it in school. Yeah. Edward comments on how like Romeo's an idiot because he kills himself for you know for Juliet <laughs> out of stupidity, but he didn't have to. Mm. Which, by the way, foreshadowing, he almost does himself yeah. at the end of the movie. Just FYI. Oh boy. Uh, Anyway. <laughs> yes, this does seem like a. I mean, this does seem like similar to. I, I feel like Harry Potter, where like if you haven't, th- th- these movies don't seem like y- you can watch them without reading the books. But they, it seems like you're missing so much, and you know, because there was a lot of questions I'd have to ask my wife because she did actually read the book, so she knows like a lot of the stuff. So like, oh, God. divorce her, divorce her. <laughs> it's a red flag, Tim. It's a red flag. <laughs> she uh but no like there was a lot of times i would have to ask stuff like wait who's this character like why are they doing this what is going on here and she'd be like, oh like yeah it's that this or that or whatever but like um yeah that i mean and, and maybe you could maybe possibly make that same argument with uh you know our, our beloved comic book movies that maybe you know but i feel like those are like entertaining even if you haven't read 
you know the stuff like I, there's a lot of times i, I feel lost here what's funny and, is i had uh i mean i said this in the first i i, I can't yeah. remember what stories i told in the first review but i, I had a friend at the time who like she kind of hated like the the vitriol that everyone on the internet had for the twilight movies and kind of mm-hmm. sort of looked at the internet as being ah oh, it's a bunch of nerds being you know gatekeeping like <laughs> trashing this thing that's not meant for them and it isn't meant for us to be fair like you know right. and, and, and we could talk about that a little bit in a minute but mm-hmm. um she she basically read the first book all just to, like no i'm going to prove for myself to see what this is like because everyone's just kind of you know making fun of it and like and like she hated that she had to admit that it's just such garbage like, she, 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 she just she hated it and it was like yeah this is terrible i can't defend it and, and but it's worth mentioning yeah the, the reaction around twilight and I, I was probably guilty of this myself was was probably a bit more extreme than it needed to be because i mean i i will stand by the argument that even if something's not made for you there's still an objective level of quality and sure. um, you know like I, I don't typically like certain things or even I mean, because uh, there's definitely some quality, like, things. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of crime movies, but there's some very good crime movies that, mm. you know, supersede that. It doesn't matter that I'm not typically into them. They're just right. good enough that it doesn't matter. Um, right. There's definitely some things that that doesn't work with, though. Like, I just don't like musicals. It doesn't matter how good the musical's <laughs> supposed to be. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's just not my thing. But, mm-hmm. obviously, other people look at certain musicals and say, no, this is a high-quality musical. This is you know, deserving of praise and Oscars and whatever. Um... Mm. The thing with this, though, and maybe the comparison that's more apt with this, is that when we like something that is objectively bad, but we love it anyway. So I'm thinking, like maybe like slasher movie sequels, or mm. or maybe dumb action movies, where you know sure. characters will have dumb mm. lines, and we'll kind of laugh and say, "Oh, that was so amazingly bad," but it's a, it's wonderful that it's that bad. And mm. you know, maybe okay. So for a certain audience, that's what this is for them. This is this is for an audience who loves how stupidly cheesy this is and how. Mm-hmm uh and then it is in its romance and all that and love that trashiness mm. and i think that's fine I, and if that's why you if that you know, if you're into twilight and you like it in that mm. way you know what power to you you know enjoy it for the same way that i enjoy you know chopping mall or something i don't know <laughs> like, <take your laughs> right. pick. Mm. um that said i do think there was a contingent of the audience who take this very seriously who do mm-hmm. actually think this is like a, a serious saga an epic journey that is one of the best romances of all time um and admittedly yes the contingent that feel that way are probably young and stupid and that's okay they're allowed to be young (laughs) and stupid and get better taste as they get older that's fine um so i'm acknowledging here as much Mm. as we are ripping through this and we're about to rip Mm. it to shreds it's okay (laughs) if you like twilight for being dumb and you're into it's okay all right i'm not gonna hate you for it okay (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I agree. Like the, I, I think we talked about that a lot in the first, uh, the review of the first movie. So I don't want to rehash it too much. So I mean, ultimately, um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll we'll go more in depth. But I mean, ultimately, I, I really, really did not <laughs> enjoy this. But uh, again, I do acknowledge <laughs> <shocked>. that fact. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, also though, I, I do acknowledge the fact that yeah, I'm not the target demographic. I'm not the, you know, kind of person, uh. Yeah, you know, obviously there's something to this because it it's you know uh, there are a lot of people that like it so uh I, you know and no shame if uh yeah if you do like it, it's whatever it's there's nothing wrong with liking a thing <laughs> but uh yeah I mean that being said though I I, I didn't think it was bad <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, t- it's trash it's absolute trash <laughs> it, it's, it's trash with a budget but it's absolute trash mm. so so the big incident at the start right. 
in the first mm-hmm. chunk of the movie is that basically Edward's family, who have all decided to really like Bella, uh, they they want to throw her a, a birthday party, mm-hmm. a, a little shindig, and <laughs> her, the sister gives her like a fancy dress to wear, and you know this is the Alice, the one who because all all the vampires I forgot this from the first movie, but they all have abilities, they all have like their own distinct superpower. Sure. And she like sees the future, uh, mm-hmm. and visions. Edwards get telepathy, although notably it does not work on Bella. Which mm-hmm. I did not remember from the first movie, but is an important plot point for later. Uh, mm-hmm. And she goes to this thing, and she comes down, and they're all giving her presents, and you've got uh, the, the various family members, and mm-hmm. she gets a paper cup. She's opening one of the presents, and she gets a paper cup. And the younger brother, is it Jasper or something like that? He's doing that sounds about right. Casper, uh, Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> He basically like smells the blood, and he's like, <laughs> and he, right? And of course, the movie switches to this ridiculous slow motion as Edward realizes his brother is gunning for Bella. And again, this is all taking place in slow motion. That this movie's two hours and ten minutes long, and no, we did not watch the extended cut. Right, Jesus, ba- basically, so watching this on Amazon Prime, and someone said, "Hey, by the way, the extended cuts also on Prime is an extra eight <laughs> minutes," and I'm like, "F you, <laughs> f you, all the way to hell." We're watching the the normal cut, yeah, uh, because the extended cut of the next one, which we're not watching by the if we if we ever do the third one, it'll be the normal mm. cut. The extended cut on Amazon is like three hours and thirty minutes. Jesus! Oh now, my God! <laughs> now, admittedly, it says plus extras, so I think there's some like bonus material at okay. the end of it, which extends it. Right. But regardless, normal <laughs> cut. <laughs> oh boy! Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, this I actually did laugh out loud <laughs> at the mm-hmm. scene at how like over the top it was, and, and I was like, I guess I explain <clears throat> that he's like a newer vampire, whatever. So, he, um has trouble controlling his abilities or whatever but yeah, yeah it was kind of weird because the, the whole like, family's been weaned off human blood they're all used to like animal mm-hmm. blood or whatever but he's he's it's, it's not been long for him since he stopped having human mm-hmm. blood so he's still got a you know yeah. a passionate <laughs> hunger for it, i suppose uh, but here's the thing so, so hey, here's Ed- an idea maybe don't invite that guy to the party like maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's the thing though right so mm-hmm. edward instead of maybe just stepping in front of Bella or pushing her to the side. He throws her back all the way across the room into a Jesus. table filled with, uh, like, vases, right? Glass vases. Yeah. So after she's landed, right, and Edward's, like, sort of tackled the uh, the brother, again, ridiculous mm-hmm. slow motion, the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. Alice, t- you know, steps in and says, yeah, you know, you have to control yourself. It's just a little bit of blood. And then she turns... And Edward, because he threw Bella into essentially a glass <laughs> table, has now got cuts all down her arm. She's just gushing <laughs> blood from her arm. And at that point, even Alice is like, oh, mm. yeah, mm, mm, bit of the blood. And essentially, I'm like, <clears throat> Edward, like, essentially, like, tossed away a grenade into a mm-hmm. bag of grenades. <laughs> That's what he did here. He took the problem and made it ten times worse. I'm just... Yeah. I don't know the whole thing, and that that no. this to him is a sign that they can never be together. That mm. uh, he says that people are starting to notice that one of the brothers is too old, or or, or sorry, he's, he looks too young, you know, because now he's supposed mm-hmm. to be you know ten years older. Um, so they're going to have to move. Now, uh, a question though: Would you have felt differently about this movie if, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
she she's get, gets cuts all down her arm and she's bleeding and then like this whole family of vampires just descend on her and just like rip her to shreds i'd be interested in what the plot of the rest of the movie was going to be if that happened but uh it would be better sure it would be better it's, i mean that's the thing though that this scene that happens where he has to say that he's leaving it happens after school it happens in the forest because of course it does and it's this like the dialogue the, the painful dialogue of this series and just how generic every line of like you know I mean, mm-hmm. one of the comments I had as the movie went on is that there's so many lines, especially from Jacob and Bella to each other, that feel very generic that you've heard in every teen mm-hmm. romance you've ever seen. But eventually mm-hmm. he actually goes to say, it's not you, it's me. And he kind of, mm-hmm. there's almost like a, a, a little joke in the script here where he says, because she's like, oh, you're going to say it's not you, it's me, as if, you know, it's a cliche. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, it, it isn't you, it's me. And I'm like, you can pretend that the characters are acknowledging the cliche of the dialogue when every line up mm. until this point has been equally cliched. <laughs> Just because this is the mother of all cliches <clears throat> to say in a relationship <clears throat> doesn't make all the rest of the lines not. I, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway. So Edward's gone. Edward's just disappeared with the whole family. And he <clears throat> promises that he's never going to see her again. But most importantly, he says before he leaves that she needs to be safe <clears throat> and she mustn't do anything reckless. Yeah. This is important. This is very important. I, one quick scene before we get too far out, though. Is, okay, sure. Uh, something it just like stood out to me is when they're in the classroom, and everyone is sitting at their desk normally, except for them, who like, I don't. The the teacher seems okay with like the fact that they were like sharing a desk practically, like they're practically like just cuddling in mm-hmm. class, like they're so close. Very professional. It's very strange. <laughs> Yeah, the teacher gets mad at them because they're watching uh, Romeo and Juliet because, again, they're studying it. Mm. And they're talking about something and the teacher, he does mm. that thing that every every person who ever went to school, which is, you know, mm. most people in the modern day, um, <coughs> they've all got these memories where the teacher's annoyed that someone was talking and not paying attention mm. and they'll say, hey, repeat the thing that I just said. He essentially does mm-hmm. that. He says, repeat what Romeo just said in the movie. And... Edward, because he's a hundred something years old and has probably seen Romeo and Juliet countless times, mm-hmm. just basically says the whole monologue word for word, and the teacher's mm-hmm. like, "Uh, yeah, uh, still pay attention." <laughs> it's like, um, so, anyway. and 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 just the just this idea is so annoying to me. Of like, all right, if you're stuck at this age, like. Would you really want to spend your life going to school? Like, oh hell no, sucks. Like, well, it's because he's a, a creep. He wants to pick up teenage girls. That's the only explanation for this. True, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Because, like, I mean, uh, essentially though, like, he, like, yeah, he looks young-ish, but like, you know, you could easily, he could easily pass off as like, you know, nineteen, twenty something year old, and like, yeah, obviously his whatever documents he has are gonna be forged. So why don't you just say you're a little older and like, just get like an actual job or something instead of like, yeah, hanging around school like a weird pervert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he like this is the thing. All he has to do is pass off as one year older than he is, and it's yeah. like, oh, you, oh, you just get out of high school, and he's just you know perpetually that that age now. Yeah, fine, whatever. I, 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 mm. So we get a montage. Uh, so one of the big complaints I had in the first movie mm-hmm. and about, about the series as a whole is that Bella's character is, is devoid of anything that's like just for her, right? Her entire mm-hmm. existence is revolving <coughs> around the man she's obsessed with and in love with. 
and mm-hmm. she is nothing without him. And I, I think this movie, more than the first one even, is a really like detrimental like message for for young people, especially right. young girls, because th- this is the thing. Like he leaves, and this, mm-hmm. and even even the idea of him saying he has to leave, it I, mm-hmm. I, it really reminded me of like CW writing. And this movie is worse than the CW, as don't get me wrong, yeah. it is <laughs> far far worse in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar in that sort of forced drama way where we have to present them with a drama thing that's going to cause a mm-hmm. conflict without it feeling natural. It just feels like, okay, okay, but why is he doing this? Oh, because we made mm-hmm. up a reason. Not because it feels natural or it feels like it follows on from, right. from things. Anyway, so we have this montage where the season, or well, not seasons, mm-hmm. but the months pass by where it says October at first and the camera sort of spins around when she's sitting mm-hmm. in her room. And then it spins around again, it's November, and it's getting, you know, into winter. And the idea mm-hmm. that literally, like, three months pass, and she's just sitting there, and she has nothing. <laughs> There's nothing she wants to do. Her entire mm-hmm. existence is invalidated because she doesn't have the one guy she wants. Mm-hmm. It ruins her. Um, she, she drops all of her friendships. I, you know, Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. somehow, the little trooper that she is, came back for this movie. Um yeah the i like i I feel bad for the human friends in this because like they uh like i don't know after a while i'd just be like listen you're you're not really a good friend like yeah you're so self-involved you never care about anything we're doing everything has Mm -hmm. to be about you and your guy and then when we do hang out you ditch me for like (laughs) motor (laughs) bikers and stuff like that scene yeah her dad wants to send her away to live with her mother and bella seemingly doesn't want Mm -hmm. to just in case the cullens come back right the you know edward's family and She's like, oh, I'm going to do something with, uh, you know, Anna Kendrick's character tomorrow. We're going to shop. It's a girl's mm-hmm. night. And her dad's not an idiot. He's like, you hate shopping. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, seriously, I just need a girl's night. Hey, you're not like other girls. You're different. You don't like shopping. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like shopping. She doesn't like music. <laughs> what does she like? <laughs> That's a really good question. She likes Edward. She likes, Edward. She likes nothing but Edward. Um... What if, like, the reason why she wanted to be a vampire was because she just, the only thing she likes is the taste of human blood? <laughs> That's the only, like, she doesn't even really like Edward that much. She just, like, just wants to turn. <laughs> she, she finally feast on humans. Yeah, so she she goes to, she phones Jessica, and it's been so long since she's spoken to her, because she's, like, grown apart <laughs> and been alone, that she you actually hear her say, it's Bella. Yeah, Bella Swan. <laughs> is it Swan? Is that her last name? I don't even know if I remember her last name probably. It's Swan. I love, I love yeah. that you know the names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't well, Bella, Edward, and Jacob, I just know from pop culture. But before yeah. I ever saw the movie, I knew their names. The other characters, <laughs> eh, hit and miss. You'd be lucky you for throwing it. out your Jessicas and your Alices. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I remember Alice because someone cracked a mm. joke saying that this Alice mm. is actually the Alice from Resident Evil. Uh, oh, okay. And the reason why I remembered that is because the joke that was cracked is, I don't know if you remember mm. those movies and that she always used to narrate the movies and she'd always, she always used to end the movies with, uh, or both start and end the movies with my name is Alice and I work for Umbrella. So oh, yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point someone cracked a joke in chat as I was watching this saying, dear Alice, um, I work for Umbrella. <laughs> it <laughs> really made me laugh so that's why that's i remember funny. alice that's good yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so um right so she goes to the movies with jessica 
and they get out and jessica i mean jessica you know as a horror fan upsets me a little bit here because she, she basically says that uh she doesn't like zombie movies which is fine but she says that mm-hmm. you know especially these hoity-toity ones where the zombies represent like you know commercialism <laughs> i'm like you shut your mouth don't you disrespect dawn of the dead don't you dare yeah. but the point of this like, scene, god forbid a, a movie should be about something i know <laughs> <laughs> because this movie's about nothing and not not in the fun <laughs> seinfeld way you know yeah. that, i mean hell if jerry seinfeld and george costanza walked out of this movie halfway through mm. 10 out of 10 right be a mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 but they don't <laughs> you know it's like uh, i mean uh, uh, what's so weird about this movie is it feels like nothing happens but also so much happens like <laughs> no yeah because like because as you're watching it, it's like wow like there really is nothing going on but then by the end of the movie you're like oh wait we met like the vampire pope <laughs> and like, <laughs> like it's, it's very yeah. strange well i think the reason why it feels like nothing happens is because bella has no arc mm-hmm. and she basically has no arc. i mean apparently she kind of gets one in the last movie but i mean like you know there's five movies it's a good time for it <laughs> <laughs> like every movie should have an arc for one of the main characters yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a, a fundamental part of storytelling um mm-hmm. But uh, so in this scene, they're walking down the street at night, and she notices some bikers, and she remembers the scene from the first movie. We get a flashback to the first movie where Edward like swooped in like Batman uh, with his car and <laughs> saved her from like a gang who was like going to rape her or something. You know, remember that scene? Uh, Very strange, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And basically, at first, I thought she was recognizing one of those people. She doesn't. She's not recognizing any of the people specifically. She's basically remembering that Edward would swoop in and save her when she gets into danger. Mm-hmm. And she starts walking towards the, the, the biker who, like, heckled her, you know, catcalled her and said something. Uh, which by- and she doesn't even say bye to her friend. She, no, just, she, like- she just walks off and leaves Anna Kendrick, who's still supposed to be, like, a 17-year-old or whatever, stranded in the city <laughs> at night when there's, like, catcalling bikers. Which, by the way, these are teenage girls, right? These are supposed to be high school girls, and mm-hmm. these you know, bikers are catcalling them. Um, so as Bella is walking towards him, I believe this is the first time in the movie <coughs> where we get Force Ghost Edward. <laughs> so if you want, if you want a moment, if you want to pinpoint a moment where I laughed hysterically, this was the first. <laughs> this was the first time. It was when Force Ghost Edward appeared in front of her and said, "Don't do it, Bella. Turn around, Bella." And I, 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 given where we see, when we eventually see him again at the end of the mm-hmm. movie, it's pretty clear that this wasn't really him. This wasn't him projecting vampire powers to tell her not to do things. This was just in her head. Okay. I think. I think. I, I, yeah, I was gonna ask. I was a little <laughs> unsure about that. No, um, nothing about him later on yeah. would imply to me that he was actually kind of behind this or had any like awareness <laughs> of what she was doing. Yeah. Especially since later on he almost kills himself because he because he thinks she's dead when she's not. If he can sense her, <laughs> I would suspect he would know she's alive. So, right, I, I have to assume that it, this is just her in her head. But it's really silly, especially since every time she walks through him or walks past him and ignores him, he sort of like you know fades away like a ghost. Like he does a little yeah, little fade away. <laughs> well, this and, is the start where. Um... <laughs> We get the plot line of her becoming an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> yes. The plot line from here is that she essentially gets herself into life-threatening situations because the only way she can see Edward is when his force ghost appears to try and stop her from doing these stupid things. So yeah. so let me just put this in perspective. This teenage girl is so distraught about the, the, the love of her life disappearing 
that she puts herself in life-threatening situations because life is not worth living unless you can somehow see <laughs> this guy. That is like the 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 the, the message at the center of this movie that feels fundamentally like problematic, <laughs> destructive to like you know like sure. Like imagine a thirteen-year-old girl watching this. Like let's let's say you know we're recording this in advance. Tim's Tim's about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. This this baby might be a girl. Imagine Tim, you have a thirteen-year-old <coughs> daughter watching this movie, mm-hmm. and the messages they're taking from this where you're not worth anything if the guy you like in high school mm-hmm. isn't there and is left. No, like, yeah, how, it's, how do you feel about it's that? Bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not uh, crazy about that. <laughs> I don't even have a kid, I, and it bothers me. like um i mean i I think you know like you kind of said there's there's no arc really so like if it it wouldn't be bad if there if it was like something where okay she overcame this and realized her own self-worth and decided like yeah yeah you know i don't need to be like you know i don't need to turn myself into a vampire or yeah go with these guys that are like dangerous or, or whatever no, but no, yeah no, no there's nothing like that no, no. she spends the movie doing this and at the end of the movie what happens she gets her way she's told that she has she gets to become a vampire at some point mm-hmm. she spends the movie waiting for the one thing she wants <coughs> is a mm-hmm. bitch to everyone around her is is awful mm-hmm. to everyone um and then we haven't even got to jacob yet so jacob mm-hmm. who's still got long hair by the way he's, he's not short hair topless mm-hmm jacob yet because well this is the thing all the other werewolf guys are all topless we haven't even talked about werewolf shit we'll get to that in a minute but so so jacob starts like hanging around and so she gets Mm. this idea that she doesn't need okay the biker thing because when she's she's she literally gets on the bike with the biker and the biker's driving through the streets Mm. and she sees force ghost jacob in the street and it makes Mm. like the biker swerve because she Mm. freaks out and she actually goes back to anna kendrick and says Mm. sorry i had to check if i knew someone (laughs) this is basically her excuse yeah also like you know um surprisingly nice bikers because you know you would think that like these very dangerous guys that are catcalling women that are like oh yeah you want to get on get on and ride with me sure thing baby like uh to then just kind of stop and be like all right well oh you want to leave okay fine like you know they like the movie seems like it was trying to make them like a dangerous threat but then they just like let her go like nothing. i think it was inconvenient for the plot to have to deal with the fact that he might not like letting her go right i, mm-hmm. I think that's just yeah. an inconvenient thing for the script so they just didn't bother dealing True. with it mm-hmm. um but she uh but i guess this idea where okay i don't need the biker but maybe i could get into some like extreme bike ride so she goes to a, <laughs> we don't see this but she goes to jacobs uh in her truck remember she's got this truck she got in the first movie and in the back yeah. of the truck she's got a couple of junk like junkyard like motorbikes and she's like, hey, I thought, you know, maybe my mechanical-minded friend Jacob could help me uh, fix them up. Mm-hmm. So we get this montage of them working together, fixing up these bikes. It's like they're bonding. Mm-hmm. Jacob's clearly over the moon that he's spending time with her. Eventually, a couple mm-hmm. of his friends show up and, like, say that he's been saying it's his girlfriend. And it's it's mm-hmm. the awkward teen movie thing of, like, oh, yeah. he said you were a girlfriend. And maybe the only mm-hmm. time of character that she has in the whole movie and she kind of flips mm-hmm. it around and makes fun of them a little bit and it's kind of like she's sticking mm-hmm. up for jacob and i'm like that mm-hmm. was almost a nice character trait for for a split mm-hmm. second there was almost a nice character trait the problem is is that after mm-hmm. this she's back in school and she sits with her old friends again and they're all mm-hmm. kind of like oh she's she's back with us and like the, the, the one guy who's kind of got a crush on her uh sort of asked her bad for him. I, I know he, he basically you know, he sort of makes small talk for a bit and he's like hey i was thinking you know we could go see a, a movie although 
he did lose points with me a little bit because he, he gets a, 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 a oddly sexist here when she's like, yeah, I'll go see a movie with you, sure. Uh, just kind of like nice and friendly. And he's like, oh, well, I was thinking this movie. And he, he, it's a made-up title. And he's like, oh, it's a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, nah, how about we go see like Face Punch? And he's like, that's an action movie. Yep. That's an action movie. I, You're a girl. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, she's not like other girls. She likes. She doesn't like romantic comedies. She likes action movies. <laughs> His reaction. I mean, I, I guess he's an idiot too, just or whatever. He's he's just making this assumption, yeah. but it, it just it really stuck out to me. But then she immediately says, "Oh, a bunch of people should come. Hey, everyone, do you want to go see Fish Punch with us?" And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, that that stung, dude. That stung." But then she also invites Jacob, and then everyone else bails except the guy who's got a crush on her, and of course Jacob. <laughs> So we have this awkward, like, three-way date that <laughs> Bella's sitting in the middle of. And mm. it's just, like, a weird scene, and the, 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 the human kid, like, goes and pukes in the bathroom <laughs> halfway <laughs> through because he feels sick. <laughs> but the big thing about this is that they're sitting out in the, the, the foyer of the theatre, mm. and Jacob tries mm. to sort of, like, essentially initiate the, the boyfriend-girlfriend, like, relationship. Mm. He tries to sort of, like, you know, you said I was kind of beautiful when I was topless, and because uh, <laughs> he took his shirt off to like you know because she gets a cut in her arm at one point in fact the movie yeah. makes a whole big deal of him going why, why are you apologizing for bleeding that's weird <laughs> as, if, <laughs> as if she's like gotten used to like being worried about her blood because mm. she's around vampires anyway uh, so mm. they're sitting there and he's like hey you know you kind of like me and I, I, I really like you mm. and I like spending time with you and she kind of admits mm. that you know, you know I would have made a, a, an excuse to like hang out if it wasn't for the bikes Mm-hmm. But then she says, "Look, don't do this." And he's like, "What?" He's like, oh, "You're about to ruin it." And mm-hmm. it's kind of it's that awkward thing where she she realizes what he wants, and that's just not the problem. This is that part's not the problem. The problem is is that she then admits that this will change things, and she basically says, "Look, this is never going to happen. I'm not into you in that mm-hmm. way, but." you being around like is really handy for me and it makes me feel better so she, she basically admits to stringing him along because she likes him being around but has no intention of ever like you know going down the path that he clearly wants to the entire time um and it just kind of feel and he basically just sort of says yeah well i'll keep trying and <laughs> she, she's like yeah and she actually says yeah i hope you do i'm like what do you mean you hope it like the, 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 the poor boy is is like <laughs> trying his heart even though she's clearly still madly into edward that's all mm. she cares about and without mentioning it but throughout all this section of the movie the narration still keeps coming in every so it's like well jacob mm. kind of fills that empty hole in my heart but whenever i'm alone again i feel it i feel it and i'm thinking of edward and oh i've Jeez. not even mentioned the screaming nightmare she's having because she's not at edward uh, yeah. <laughs> there's like four scenes in this movie where her dad comes into the room because she's screaming in the middle of the night because she's having nightmares mm. because Edward's not there <laughs> yeah it's true this movie's uh, so stupid I hate it I hate it so much uh, I, I do like when the uh, yeah the sick kid comes back from the bathroom and uh, <laughs> Jacob almost kills him <laughs> oh that's right yeah uh, Jacob gets really upset and he's like uh, you want to fight bro you want to fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bella has to, like, intervene. And... Which, like... Which I, I didn't understand. Like, I was laughing a lot at this. I, I didn't understand. And, uh, like, what... I was like, geez, that's, uh, like, something. And then, I, I guess my wife was explaining to, to me that, like, oh, he's starting to go through the wolf puberty thing, so he's, like, territorial, I guess. 
Yeah, this was actually a really good element in the movie for me. So after this scene, Jacob kind of ghosts her and it, it basically goes like two weeks without her seeing him and she's kind of worried. And her da- mm. his dad keeps making up excuses for why he's not around or his grandfather, whoever mm. it is. And she eventually goes over and sort of confronts him. And now he's got his hair cut mm. and he's shirtless and it's in the rain. It's a heavy pouring rain where they have this dramatic mm. scene where he mm. tries to say, it's not you, it's me. And... Mm. For some reason, like in the scene at the theater, he said to her that you know I'm not Edward. I promise I'll never hurt you. And for some reason, the the movie has to refer back to that promise like five times, where he keeps bringing up, "I guess I broke my promise. <laughs> I guess I did break my promise again." Um, like you don't have to point out that it's it's a refer- reference to that scene. You can just do it, and we can right. pick up on it. You idiots. But anyway, he uh, he's you know he's all moody. He's in the rain, and he's like saying, "No, you have to go." And I was really confused because I didn't. I don't think the movie makes it clear that mm-hmm. his entire transformation into being a werewolf was in this two week gap, in, in this little period where yeah, he was I ghosting her. I had no idea because yeah. I, I was. I was like, wait, has he not been a werewolf the whole movie? I, I assumed he was, and no, it, it, apparently no. Yeah, he went through this entire transformation in this two week period in the middle of the movie. <laughs> uh, mm. So now he's part of this pack of topless mm. men. Uh, <laughs> who turn into wolves and the werewolves in this are so boring as well they're just big wolves mm-hmm. yeah. CG bad CG wolves but they're not they don't look like werewolves from other werewolf movies and it's also like similar to the vampire thing where like um, it's annoying that like it doesn't feel like they have any rules either like they can just mm. transform anytime I guess like yeah daytime yeah, yeah they just and it's, it's a really boring mm. like just quick CG like whoosh mm. you know werewolf now yeah, it is funny. It seems like another one of the like uh, other werewolves uh, is about to attack her. Like, and then uh, Jacob has to step in, which it, it's just like funny. Like, no matter where she goes, like, just like everyone wants to kill her, and then like the there always has to be like the one person that's like, no, wait, she's my friend. I like her. Don't kill her. Yeah, and there's the really like weird surface level allegory for being closeted that comes out from Jacob. Oh sure. To the point where later on in the movie, he actually has the line. It's not a lifestyle choice, Bella. I was born this way. He actually says yeah, that later yeah. on. And it's like, mm, what are you doing with this? Like, what's the... Uh, I don't know if this, this works as well as you think it does. Um, and also, like, there's a really weird thing with um one of the werewolves' uh, wife or something, where they're like, uh, when, you know, when she's going to meet everyone, and they're like, oh, like, don't look at her face. Like, what's wrong with her face? And then she has, like, these huge claw marks on it, which, like, yeah, we find out later know. that he basically he lost control of his his werewolf anger once and like yeah. you know attacked her. And I'm like, this is like a really problematic thing. You're not exploring. You have to exactly. really address this and talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, again, like if you're looking at this like you know with like real world context and like what you know underlying messages and what people can take away from this, like you know, it seems like you know that's the equivalent of like you know seeing someone with a black eye and being and they'll be like oh no he just lost his temper once like you know you know it's like oh no like yeah maybe like you know these dangerous men like we you know shouldn't be getting excuses for like the harm that they're doing yeah and what's really weird about that scene so so werewolf uh, but jacob and the other like lead werewolf guy like they fight each other as wolves right and they all to like take bella to his house like the lead werewolf guy's house and despite our scarring, this scene's actually kind of the opposite of that, where the whole point of it is to show that a werewolf can have a loving relationship with a human. Because they're very happy, she's made muffins, they're all excited. And what's so weird is, 
Jacob has this thing repeatedly where he says that he can't explain what's going on to Bella. He's forbidden from explaining. Mm-hmm. Like, she can never know and she can never be a part of it. Mm-hmm. After this fight, like, every other member of this, you know, quote-unquote pack <laughs> just openly talks to her about being a werewolf and talks about yeah. all the rules <laughs> and talks about, you know, what it's like and how, how it just started for Jacob. And I'm like, why was he forbidden? You're all talking about this, like, openly, yeah. like, in front of her. This is so weird. Yeah, like, everything just feels like a really... Uh, not well kept secret like i don't know even like the human characters like they you know they always kind of seem to be like yeah something's off about those people like <laughs> i was like oh do they know too like yeah and there's some, something right there's, yeah there's some truce between the vampires and the werewolves because they're, they're typically of at course. war but they've got a truce with the cullens and all a bunch of nonsense cool. <laughs> uh we find out later that if the vampires ever bite anyone that the, the truce is broke and then the, the werewolves can attack mm-hmm. them and that's relevant for future movies, apparently. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> so all of this is going on, and she's bonding with with Jacob, and they're getting closer. She knows he's a werewolf. The like the, they've opened up about it. He's he's keeping her warm, but when he drives her home, and I may have glossed over some stuff. Uh, the only, I mean, widespread. There's like killings happening in the woods, and the the, yeah. the, the townspeople think it's a bear. A portion of the movie goes by, we think it's the werewolves, but the werewolves are actually mm. protecting from what it is, which is actually probably vampires. And it turns out it's the redhead mm. vampire from the first one, who mm. is like an ongoing threat and that she's coming after Bella because she wants revenge for the death of her boyfriend in the first one. Um, mm. So we see her like, you know, using her super speed going through the woods. It's a, but by the way, the super speed, every time they use it, still looks stupid as shit. <laughs> mm. sure. um, the worst one is later mm. on when edward like stands up and he kind of flips bella he flips bella around mm-hmm. before he starts fighting like the other vampires uh, that was a really bad one yeah. but uh so basically here i'm trying to remember how why why does uh so so Ed, edward ends up thinking that bella's dead why does he think mm-hmm. she's dead again what was the most the situation that everyone thinks she's dead uh oh with edward i don't remember um. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks she's dead but I think it's because he hears like Victoria the evil vampire is in town and mm. she's been missing in fact okay I know I keep like remembering these little things and going back but this one's mm-hmm. like st- super annoying to me is that earlier mm. on it's after she's been dumped or been like left behind by Edward Bella just mm. like s- s- like stays in the woods and like lies down in the rain and it's just like she's she's just she's she's actually crippled with like pain and fear mm. of being left behind by Edward, and I actually thought it was Jacob who was saving her because we just see like the topless like mm. you know the pecs of someone picking her up, um and taking her back to civilization. But what I didn't get, I I thought this was a few hours later, so I didn't necessarily think anyone was sort of like missing her yet. But when we go back to the t- the, the town, her dad's like arranging a search party as if she's been missing for like three days. It's, I'm like, wait, how long has she been out there? question <laughs> these are questions that are not answered I, 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 um. anyway so alice shows up because alice saw her being attacked by a vampire i think this is after bella again jumps off the cliff to like see ghost edward and mm-hmm. uh the wolves are attacking victoria in the, the woods at the same time and she's also in the water so she almost gets to her but uh she's saved uh mm-hmm by jacob or whoever i can't remember uh, look all this goes on but if people think that she's dead I, I, actually that, that was it because alice has the vision of bella dying J- edward thinks she's dead 
even though Alice okay. and Edward weren't talking to each other really by the sounds of it, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, yeah. This detail's not important. The important part is, is that Alice shows up, finds out everything that's been going on. <laughs> Jacob's pissed because he's a werewolf and he hates vampires and he like says nasty things to her. <laughs> Alice says nasty things about him. But Jacob's in the house when Edward phones and Ed, like, Jacob answers the phone and says, Colin residence. And <laughs> he just says something like, oh, sorry, he's not in. And then it just cuts back to Edward, who's at like, the, the Vatican. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah, this, this stuff is so stupid. Yeah. And he just crushes the phone in anger. And yeah. <laughs> immediately Alice walks in and says, that was Edward. Edward thinks you're dead. I just had a vision of Edward killing himself because, you know, he's an idiot like Romeo and Romeo and Juliet. Get the parallels, people? But yeah. he, he can't bear to live in a world without you. So he's going to reveal himself to the world because the vampire council will kill him for revealing himself because that's one of the rules. There's, there's not a lot of laws in vampiredom, but that's one of them. So there's this like we get this like scene of this vision of him like walking out into like a parade and just revealing himself at noon and he's sparkling which, in the sunlight. <laughs> which and it's so stupid because all right, so let's say that yeah, this is his plan is he'll just walk into sunlight and sparkle, but like if you saw that in real life, like you wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, vampires exist." No. You would be like the guy has like glitter or something yeah he's a shit ton of industrial grade glitter on his body that's what, yeah. that's all you'd think yeah <laughs> like oh, that's interesting oh well <laughs> and of course bella she does she mentions leaving a note but she basically is like abandoning her father here and it's like a su- super shitty <laughs> thing to do um and i'm glad that he yeah. brings it up at the end because he's like you disappeared for three days you're my teenage daughter and you disappeared <laughs> for three days that's not okay uh but yeah. Again, she just like she's like because Jacob says no, you need to stay here. Like forget Edward, like he's dangerous and blah blah. And Bella's like no, like it's always going to be Edward, Jacob. It's always going to be him. <clears throat> and this is like one of those, um, yeah, like an, another convenient plot thing where they just don't even really bother to, like, th- there would be so much that you would have to do, especially like for yeah, someone that young to like, you know get plane tickets and you know uh she would need a passport because she's you know going to another country uh i don't know if like she may have one some people have one yeah but like i I, like when i you know first yeah traveled like uh internationally a couple years ago like i didn't have one handy you know but like there's a lot of steps you'd have to do so like the fact that the movie basically just like boom next scene they're in like whatever the vatican or i don't know if it's actually the vatican or whatever vampire equivalent yeah. uh of it is but like yeah they're just instantly it, like across the country now it, with like, and that's not even the worst part of it the worst part of it is that edward goes to the council to try and be you know he basically requests to be killed because he, mm-hmm. he he can't live in a world without bella and they refuse because he's too useful his power is too useful to them and you know it's uh, what's his face uh Mar- michael sheen is yeah. the, the actor playing the lead vampire here in the council slumming it in this movie uh, as is uh one of the the fannings shows up briefly later on oh, as well yes, yes, yes. Uh, but so so he he walks out in slow motion basically from there down a hall and then you know to the in the vision where he goes out and like reveals himself somehow the timeline here i do not understand because mm. Bella and Alice are able to fly all the way across the Atlantic <laughs> to Italy and drive all the way into this city mm. and somehow just catch Edward on his way out the door. Now, I know mm. they know it's going to be noon, 
But the way the mm. movie shows all these scenes taking place, it's almost like Edward's walking in slow motion the entire time that they are yeah. traveling across the planet <laughs> to go see him. <clears throat> it does seem like that. Um, uh, Jesus, this is such a crazy thing to start bringing up like in your third act. Because, um, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Lord knows if they mentioned it earlier, I would have glossed over it. But, like, all of a sudden to just like the, have this idea of like a vampire council and like this secret society of vampires and all these vampire laws like it feels like a big important thing they that do. like there is a scene you know? where you, you do see the council earlier on because it's not the first time you see mm-hmm. them later in the movie i think edward when he's explaining what little laws they have i think there's a couple of shots of them okay <laughs> but i mean i don't go into it that much i mean the bigger problem for me is that Edward's left the movie and he's been gone for like an hour. Right. Over yeah. an hour even at this point. So when it just cuts to him and all of a sudden, and it, it kind of like gives you the problem that Bella has here in terms mm. of like how much she just doesn't care about Jacob and discards him, is the movie itself despite the fact that obviously she's just miserable and depressed and like just being a sad mm. piece of shit because Edward left. The movie other than that has mm. not been about Edward other than the fact that that's what Bella's right. upset about. And all of a sudden the entire third act becomes about Edward. It's about saving Edward. It's about going to Edward. That's all it is. It feels so unhealthy. Uh, the actual logistics of like her getting there is just ridiculous. Uh, and to the point where she's running in slow motion through like a fountain, through the crowd, <laughs> to get to Edward as he's taking his top off and like stops. No, 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 I'm alive, I'm alive. Don't, don't reveal yourself. Uh, and I'm just like, so is there no phones in the Vatican all in the one that he yeah. broke? Is that is that right? You know, I, I, well the argument is from Alice is that he'll only believe it if he sees it from you. I can't even go and tell him because he won't believe me. Yeah, he's going to have to see that you're alive, which is the most stupid mm. thing. Um, but of course this is a big kerfuffle. So the vampire council demand to see them, mm. and they're taken down there. And it's a bit of a standoff. Martin Sheen is ecstatic with the idea. Oh, Bella's like immune to Edward's gift. <laughs> And then he tries to use his gift on her. It doesn't work. And then Dakota Fanning's gift is that she can make people just feel pain. And she like proves it by using it on Edward. Edward just starts going like, oh, oh I'm hurting that. And falls to the ground. Uh, she tries to use it on Bella. It doesn't work. It's like, oh, how fascinating. He's very intrigued. But he's like, you know what? Rules She's are- not like other girls. Yeah. Rules are rules, though. We have to kill her. Uh, if only she was going to be a vampire. Uh, there's a whole big fight. Uh, this is the big fight scene where where Edward has to like defend her, and he sort of flips up the slow motion. Um, and again, I have to really emphasize the acting here, like from from. Uh, I mean, everyone involved really, but but Patterson, every time he looks upset about something, it really is this like whiny emo, like hmm. like he's really holding in a fart, yeah. like it's really bad. Um, he's not the worst actor though. Jacob is by far the worst. Jay, he has one facial expression and one like tone the entire movie yeah he is terrible as an actor absolutely terrible um and, and like I, I mean i don't really i don't think i've really seen him in much else so i can't nah. really defend him but i mean we know that like these others a lot of these act, people yeah. are good actors yeah <laughs> like we've seen I, them in stuff that... i think that's the, the the bad part is is that it feels like the rest of them are just throwing it in because they don't care about how do, too stupid this movie is it feels yeah. like jacob is actually this is his like trying <laughs> acting <laughs> and that just makes yeah. you feel a little bit worse it's like uh you, yeah. you're not even you're, you're trying here um yeah. but basically alice steps in and says look i had a vision 
and we get to see this vision of Edward and Bella, like, just, like, you know, skipping in the woods, and she's sparkling <laughs> alongside him. And oh, slow motion. There's so much slow motion. There's so much slow motion in this stupid movie. The, the mm. movie would be 90 minutes long if they just just did everything in regular time. Uh, but she uh, is like, yeah, she's going to become a vampire. I, it has been foretold. And they're like, okay, fine. If she's going to become a vampire, we will accept that she's not yet. And um, just uh, don't leave it too long. Uh, you know, we, we need to get this done. So they'll, they'll let them go. They'll let them go. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of glossing mm. over the fact that Edward has this big fight with this big bulky vampire who's like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. smashing him into the floor and, <laughs> and, and whatever. Uh, but when they get back, Jacob's really <laughs> pissed about this. He's not happy uh, that she's going to become a vampire. He's like, oh, we can hide it from him. We'll just keep you a secret. And Bella's not happy. So Bella goes to the family, who, by the way, are all back in town now uh, with no explanation. <laughs> uh, I guess it doesn't matter about concealing their age. You know, no one cares now. And she basically says, I want the family to vote if I should become a vampire. And Edward's standing there. He doesn't want to do it. It's his, I mean, it's his girlfriend. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it's her choice ultimately, but like she makes the rest of the family vote and I'll say, yes, I vote yes. And then someone else, the other brother's like, yeah, I vote yes. The one who tried to eat her earlier, oh, I vote yes. It'd be nice not to want to eat you. The parents both vote yes. There's only one person, there's the one girl who says no, because I wish someone had voted no for me if I had a choice. Because I, I, you know, this life is not what I'd have chosen. Uh, but other than that, everyone's like, yes, yes, let's make Bella one of the vampire family. Yes, Bella's great. We all love Bella. I don't know why. She has no personality, but sure. Um, so Edward's pissed. And, you know, basically, I mean, the father's got a decent reason. He's like, look, son, you tried to kill yourself when she wasn't alive. So if my way of keeping you safe is ensuring that she's happy and healthy, then you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, let's make her a vampire and therefore she'll be safe. Mm-hmm. The end. Uh, and Edwards, they're driving home, and this is all. This is the thing. This this last like twenty minutes is all big, uh, one big epilogue, right? Because mm-hmm. the final confrontation was the stuff in the back, and that was the the fight, and it was the oh, she's going to become mm-hmm. a vampire, or whatever. Jacob shows up, right? Edwards finally saying, "Okay, you know what? I'll do it myself. I don't want anyone else to do it. Uh, I don't want Alice to do it. I'll do it." And Jacob shows up. Jacob wants to speak to him, and we get this standoff. Where Jacob's like yelling at him and saying, "Don't become a filthy vampire, Bella. You belong with me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bella's like, "Like it was always going to be him. So don't make me choose because I'm never going to choose you." And it's kind of cruel, but at least she's finally being honest. She's finally like saying sure. it to the point. And there's a weird thing here where she says that, and when she tries to leave, Edward sort of says, "Look, she's going to leave now." And Jacob says, "Why don't you let her speak for herself?" I'm like, she just did. She's, she literally just spent like two minutes yeah. making it very clear how she feels about you. Um, like literally all Edward's doing, kind of ex- expediting the process. And Edward, mm-hmm. to be fair, says, look, thanks for saving her ass. Like, you know, Victoria, who's still out there, by the way. The evil vampire's still around. We still have to deal with her later. Mm-hmm. But he's like, thanks for saving her when I wasn't here. I, I appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We find out that if he ever, if he, if he bites her, even if it's her choice, it'll end the end the agreement and it'll start a war. <laughs> dun dun dun. Jacob <laughs> leaves. Uh, Bella makes a big deal about like if you hurt each other, you you can't hurt each other without hurting me. So don't fight. Mm-hmm. And Jacob runs off and will form whatever. And our final cliffhanger of the movie. The big moment. Is that Edward says, okay, give me... He tries to argue for five years before he does it. He's like, okay, give me give me until after graduation and I'll do it in one condition. And she's like, yeah, what? And he's like, 
marry me. <laughs> and you know, it cuts to credit, it's like a big cliffhanger. And so Tim, this is my my first thought about this cliffhanger. Okay. This girl, the whole movie wanted you to change her species. Right? <laughs> wanted you to change her species <laughs> so that you would be compatible, so that you would match, and so <laughs> she could then spend the rest of eternity with you. <laughs> Isn't the marriage kind of just like assumed? at that point like for sure yeah like th- th- this is kind of like i mean people do move in together without getting married that does happen but mm-hmm. it, it like it's kind of weird to me it's, it's kind of like committing to a relationship where mm-hmm. you're moving halfway across the planet you're moving in together maybe you even have kids at that point to mm-hmm. say do you want to get, you know will you marry me only for the person to go no well, what, what do you mean no we're already living together we've already got kids <laughs> you know we've committed to each other by moving or you know i'm trying to think i mean there's nothing quite as big as changing your species but mm. like the marriage is I, kind of assumed like why is that a I big mean, shock i mean maybe he's nervous that like <laughs> she's just using him to become a vampire <laughs> so that she can just like you know <laughs> it's a it's like, a it's a red card wedding is what you're saying yeah, it's a blood exactly. card. It's a blood card yeah. wedding. <laughs> well, now that I'm a vampire, I don't need you anymore. It just goes, uh, has fun. Yeah, I I realized I talked a lot for like ten minutes there, just recounting the the ridiculous like last like chunk of this movie. But it's got such a weird structure, and this final beat, like she she actually gasped, like, "Oh my god!" He asked, and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, you've basically been asking for a lifetime together, like your your entire existence mm-hmm. with each other, so. I guess it's what she I, wants. Uh, yeah, I mean, their relationship is already so intense that it's not like, yeah, you know, it feels like all right, it's going there anyway. It's it's, um, it's so weird as well. It's like he stared at her for like you know a couple of days, and she was immediately, yeah. like, "I'm willing to die for you, my love." Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, the the whole thing just isn't. It's hard to buy the whole thing, and it's really weird when she remembered that they didn't spend like you know they were all together for a few weeks between the movies i think i don't think that much time has passed unless i'm missing no. something everything feels super fast i mean and then even the fact that like you know jacob's like in love with her now like again how long have they, like have they actually spent together like uh a couple of days and then yeah he's like you know screwed off for two weeks <laughs> without her and then like yeah i mean i, I don't know something about this girl just people love her <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's like Tommy Wiseau syndrome. It's like it's it's almost like it's almost like I'm not obviously she didn't, but it's almost like Kristen Stewart just like I'm going to rate myself to be amazing, and everyone's going to want me yeah. in this movie. Um, but yeah, like honestly, like all of the leads, all three leads are very unlikable because they're all selfish, they're all whiny. Um, mm. like Edward's kind of like a really bad example of a toxic sort of boyfriend mm-hmm. jacob's this really needy guy all, all the uh like allegories you might be able to draw from are super problematic once you actually apply them to the, what mm-hmm. the movie's doing with them and then bella is just this terrible role model for young girls who and mm-hmm. like if you want this to be like some sort of like wish fulfillment kind of movie some trashy thing where okay hots for the vampire trashy mm-hmm. romance whatever but actually watching it th- th- this one in particular over the first one like all of this, I'm going to kill myself or get near or close to death because it's the only way I can feel something because I can't have Edward. It's just, I don't know. It leaves such a bad taste in my mouth beyond just it being trashy shit and like boring to watch and like, you know, a terrible script that does all these things. It, it, it actually is kind of problematic in a way that bothers me. And it, 
I sure. don't know. It's a, it's it's a rough time. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean I agree. It's um, yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's very bad. I I don't even know like what to say anymore. It's just everything about it is just seems like the wrong <laughs> decision. Like uh, I don't know. It's like I, I I mean I can understand why like you know like young people might like it but it's like wild that this became such a phenomenon like i know you know like such like a geez what uh i don't know if it uh, ever reached like a billion but like you know millions and millions of uh franchise i'm sure all combined are over a billion yeah. but like I, I don't know what each one of them individually made um so wild <laughs> yeah it's <clears throat> It's a really hard one to kind of gauge and and talk because it's 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 got a lot of these really bad writing problems. Like it's it's kind of like CW meets like a really bad indie movie where it's like an auteur who thinks they're a genius but it isn't, but mixed with the generic drama of a CW love triangle. And then on top yeah. of that, you've also got just the you know, the fact that it's I mean it's not like a huge budget because the CG is not that great but it's a, it is a movie it's got a movie budget it's, you know, it's just made to be a theatrical release and all these things combined just give it this really weird vibe of being this it's like it's got the quality you wouldn't expect in a movie with this money mm-hmm. in some ways and obviously there's other big examples but it is kind of embarrassing just how successful this was <laughs> it's all embarrassing as a member of the human race I'm a little embarrassed this was as successful as it was yeah yeah uh, I don't even know like, what to say about I, I, I don't know if it was anymore. more or less painful in the first one but I think objectively thinking about it it's worse yeah probably but I mean the, the bar's you know, <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're 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 down the trenches with these. We absolutely are. Mm. Um, I, I my my voice is so maybe it's because we did three episodes in a row and they were they were all like solid hour long episodes, admittedly. But uh, I feel like in this episode in particular, I've been ranting and shouting a little bit, so my voice is a little bit <laughs> shot. Well, um, what, I'm trying to think if there's any other stupid things to talk about. I, yeah, just just you know the idea of the dad coming at the end of the bedroom and. Edward's yeah. hiding in the bedroom and he's like, like you're grinning forever. <laughs> he's like, you don't have to worry about me, Dad. It's like, the last time you said that, you disappeared for three mm-hmm. days. Yeah. With that, I, I want to know what the note said. What did the note actually mm-hmm. say? Like, I'm going to the Vatican for three days, Dad, bye. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, uh, there's no excuse for, like, uh, that, you know, would, would, like, calm your nerves, <laughs> like, as a parent, like, I don't even know how yeah. you get away with that. Yeah, they make a big deal about a new digital camera she gets for her birthday at the start. And mm-hmm. that's why those little things that dates it a little bit, because no one would buy this little camcord, uh, this little camera. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously you get good professional cameras, your big DSLRs that are like, you know, professional amateur, high mm-hmm. quality with lenses. There's a reason to buy those if you're into photography. But for mm-hmm. this little digital camera, it's like, no, this, the, the phone replaced this. The, this, the smartphone has, right. you know, made this redundant, this little thing. Uh, yeah. but she's going around taking photos and whatever. I don't know. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're all so excited uh, <laughs> by it. Uh, I guess we're done. I, I, I guess there's, mm. uh, there's probably some other things that I've forgotten to bring up that I thought were stupid or stuff, but sure. Um, I mean, yeah, like the whole like I don't know structure of it just feels very much like a book to like where 
I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're adapting something, like you kind of just want to take like the major, you know, plot elements and then kind of, you know, form it in a way that makes sense for a movie and flows. But uh, I don't think it really works like that. Like it feels like, you know, very much like a book where it's like, all right, we're doing different chapters now and characters are, you know, gone for like big chunks of it and stuff, which like, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, work when you're adapting something. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah yeah the middle of the movie especially because like, it's definitely the longest segment but like, after edward leaves until the vac and stuff kicks in i mean mm -hmm. it's obviously the start and the end are terrible for a lot of variety of reasons but i will say that at least a lot of weird stuff is happening so yeah, there's something going on sure. that middle section where she's just kind of depressed and like getting into the adrenaline stuff and she's just like mm. kind of bonding with jacob but just kind of keeping him around as like a as a guy friend who uh, I, but that was one of the lines that I hated actually I, I love one of those cliche lines that you it feels like it was out of the 90s like since I heard this like taken seriously in something mm -hmm. but when the guy say oh he said she was your girlfriend and he's like no I said she was a girl and a friend and I'm like yeah <laughs> I think the last time I heard that was legitimately in a 90s thing I, it, it's just so long ago but hey okay Tim rate the movie <laughs> this, this puts ourselves out of the misery uh, I, I mean, I guess I'll give it a two. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, the only thing that's like kind of hard is like, you know, like I, I don't know if it's gonna keep going like lower and lower. Like, I don't know wh where do we go from here. But I don't know why I, I, I gave know, the like, first one. I've forgotten. But I don't remember. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, again, just to you know, don't want to harp on it, but like, you know, again, like. I, I do find it like a little bit harder to rate just because like you know uh again it's not something that is specifically designed for me or something that i or my kind of taste so you know it, it's a little bit harder to rate it but i mean like you kind of mentioned before though there is like a you know an objective quality that you can look at it as and it just doesn't really meet any you know standards of you know material aside of like you know what makes a good movie you know there's character problems there's pacing problems there's you know it, like information that's like left out and then introduced all of a sudden and yeah like you know not great cgi so um yeah even that stuff aside it's unfortunately like yeah pretty bad and dull and so i don't know um i mean you know if we do end up doing the other movies like i, I heard some of the later ones i i, I think get like you know not like horror level but like you know like they do add like some more like crazy gore and like violence when like werewolves and vampires are fighting i, I think okay. like maybe like the last one so I, I mean at least maybe there's if we do have to do them like I, i'm hoping there's at least more stuff like that that's like okay this is interesting and not just like yeah like you know like a lot of this movie which was just kind of boring and dull and like kind of like high school drama stuff <laughs> that I, I i don't necessarily like mm. but yeah, two. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Two out of ten for me. I, I, there's nothing else to give it. it I, I won't go with one quite yet. I, I think there's, it, it, it can unfortunately sink even more from a technical level, but mm. I'll give it the two out of ten for... Well, see the whole... I can't sum it up. Like, everything. Everything <laughs> I said. Like, is there anything good about this movie? No. Mm. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the honest answer. <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 I mean other than you know I, I, I laughed at some of the cheesiness every now and again 
Sure. Uh, so, so that's like the one thing, <laughs> one positive, I, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I really can't think of yeah, anything I, I legitimately I, liked. I was cackling when the first Force Ghost Edward happened. When he appeared <laughs> and said, no, Bella, no. I, I did cackle <laughs> hysterically. Um, so I guess a point and, for that. <laughs> and, and the one thing, uh, and then, I don't know. I mean, I hate to admit it, but like, since this was such a big like you know pop culture thing that like you know a lot of people are obsessed with and talking Mm -hmm. with for a time it is kind of nice to see like oh this is what people are talking about like you know even though it's obviously bad it it is nice to be in the loop and like know sure what this thing was but i mean that that doesn't help the enjoyment of actually watching it i don't know if it's better or worse that it's like you know years removed and it's more you know we can we can look at it Maybe objective's not the right word, but mm-hmm. away from the pandemonium, away from the, the all the heated discussion, and just like mm-hmm. look at it as a movie for what it is now, like on its own. Yeah. Um, and the results aren't any better, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, maybe it makes the testing or or our opinions here a bit more uh, at least mm-hmm. considered and thought out, as opposed to just ah, Twilight's terrible. That looks bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's maybe the same director who does the rest of them. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me. Where's his director credits? Uh, no, no. In fact, no, he doesn't. Maybe it's after this. This one director who does the rest. Uh, uh, Chris Weitz did this. Who did about a boy in Down to Earth? Is that the Chris Rock movie? It's the Chris Rock movie. Okay. Uh, nothing super noble. He did a lot more. He's done a lot more producing and writing, seemingly, than directing. But. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm sure he's proud proud of this. um, Yeah, I know one of them was done by... I'm just looking it up now. I think we did one of his other... Oh, God. ...movies before. (laughs) I think the guy that did the last one, Bill Condon, did uh, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no uh, yeah for, for whatever for whatever that's worth oh wait the next one is uh david slade <laughs> a wait that's actually, familiar yeah you know hard candy um wait what he <laughs> did part of nightmare cinema 30 days and night uh, what? 30 days at night <laughs> i've actually not seen hard candy or 30 days of night bizarrely i'm sure it's stuff that we'll do in the show eventually but uh oh yeah i actually yeah that's, that's so weird yeah, uh, yeah. he did uh, say those are actually good movies <laughs> so yeah that's yeah he did an episode of black mirror he's uh done a lot of tv stuff yeah hey yeah. you know everyone's got to get paid at some point you know <laughs> wait didn't we do we, we did something by him i'm sure we did well you you, you mentioned nightmare cinema he yeah, he, he did one of the segments on that. One of the, I think that he did the segment that we both really liked. The I, I black feel and like, white one. I feel like there was something else because I feel like there's a reason why I was looking mm. at his name at some point, but maybe not. Maybe um, because mm. I'm I'm just looking down his things. If there was a like, maybe an early thing, a lot of music mm. videos. Doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's the next one. We'll talk about the Eclipse director when we get to Eclipse. If we get to Eclipse, <laughs> that's a it's a big F. Uh, yeah. so. There you go. That's uh, Twilight, New Moon. Everyone's 
most anticipated streams after the midnight review. Uh, if you made it this far into the review, uh, put the words adrenaline into the uh, comments. Uh, Tim's going to pose for the thumbnail. Here we go. Three, two, one, pose. <laughs> the dead ice there. Okay. Very fitting. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, this movie is basically an example of what would happen to Tim if I suddenly left his life uh, for <laughs> any period of time. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, here we go. Uh, that has been Streams. Uh, you can, of course, uh, catch us on the Twitters at Streams Midnight. And because we didn't do the spoiler break in the middle that like we normally do, I haven't actually thanked our Patreon producers yet. So thank you to Tyler Hess, mm-hmm. Cindy Palacios, David Short, Born Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They are the patrons, producers at the time of recording which means they are $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV, which you can also go over to and support us for as little as $1 per month and get access to the back catalogue of bonus episodes as well as uh, early access to the $5 tier 2 episodes and things like that. So go and have a look. Uh, you can support us that way. You can support us for free by hitting the like button on YouTube or, of course, uh, rating the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, give us five stars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all of that helps us out a lot. It makes helps us find new audience members. It helps spread the show around a little bit. So go and please do. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. But not Twilight movies. And we will see you next time. <laughs>